Welcome to The Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, and as always, I am joined by my co-host here in Dallas, Texas, Mr. Terry Farley. How you doing, Terry? Well, it sure ain't slow as molasses, I'm going to tell you that much. No, that's the truth. Hey, uh, we have got a packed show tonight, and uh, so uh, I'm going to pretty much jump into this real quick. I'm going to start off with current events, and current events is that the liberals, the Democrats, for the most part, the Democrat Party, the insurrectionists, uh, you know, they're so focused on January the 6th. And what I think we had maybe three or four broken windows in Washington on January the 6th of uh, 2021. Last night, the liberals went into what was what I've heard described as a hissy fit uh, and also a, a destructive fit. And all of this actually has been brought about by Democratic leaders. So I'm going to make you guys aware of something. I'm going to be coming up with a new podcast in the days ahead. This is going to be directed. Uh, I'm going to run my press title under the entire thing because this is not going to be pretty. And in this podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out the case against President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, most Democratic officials across the country and most liberal press across the country. And I am going to lay out the case as to why they should not be charged. They should be charged, I should say. They should be charged with the following. Extortion, domestic terrorism, and conspiracy to commit murder. I'm going to lay out the case, and then I hope that someone in law enforcement has the guts to actually charge them because they each deserve that and they need to be put away in federal prison for the remainder of their lives. That is my opinion. I'm sorry if you don't like it, but I'm going to lay out the case and it is the truth. Terry, you want to comment on that? Yeah, added to that, uh, Joel, I would hope you would include an addendum uh, for an immediate investigation of all rhinos in the Republican Party. Well, I'm not getting uh, into, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. This has got nothing to do with politics. This has nothing all right. at all to do with politics. This has to do with well, breaking federal law. I, no, what you said is I, rhino. That's Republican in name only. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Absolutely nothing. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I okay. was, and I was no. talking investigation. I was talking okay. about investigation. Okay, we'll do that later. That's, That's all politics. All right. That's all politics. Not in it. Not in it. Oh, nope, not a part of it. Okay, now then, I'm going to have a podcast uh, coming up this Wednesday night with Mr. Uh, Jason Wilkerson. And uh, very quickly, I want to let you guys know uh, that I have a, a quick interview with him, and then we're going to get into the Gog Magog War. So anyway, this is just to introduce you to Jason. He will be on the last Christian podcast that's 
www.lastchristian.net, and that'll be Wednesday evening at 7.30. Anyway, here is that interview with Jason uh, to promote the podcast. Whatever you're comfortable with here, who is Jason Wilkerson? Just tell us about you. Jason Wilkerson is hidden in Christ. The old Jason is dead, and my life Amen. is now hidden. In, and that that really is what all of us as followers of Christ should seek to find our identity in, is who we are in Christ. But mm-hmm. your question really is just kind of getting at what's my background and where do I come from, right. and I get that. Um, I was one of the many people here in the Western context in which I grew up in a church context. Uh, my parents were very involved with the church, and I grew up hearing the gospel and uh, knowing Christians and being around Christians and that sort of thing. At a young age, I made that profession of Christ, so to speak, um, and uh, spent some teenage years just really drifting far from Amen. what God would Amen. <laughs> I can But relate. in his mercy and in his grace, he saw fit to pull me back from the edge of disaster and get my attention and uh, and just really invigorate me with uh, with a newfound life in Christ. Um, he did that in my 20s, and um, not, not long after that, just sensed a strong call into the ministry, and I followed the path into the into ministry. Now, uh, pastor, church planter here in North Carolina. You have a podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, now... Your your podcast is called what now? Truth That Transforms. We take that from, of course, the, the scriptures which teach us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our mind. We believe that, that God has revealed himself to his people in words, and those words are transformative. Jesus says that uh, when he prays to the Father, sanctify them, in truth and your word is truth and so we believe in the power of those words like like peter in john 6 confesses to jesus when when jesus gives that hard teaching that is about the supper and many people who were following jesus stop following jesus right and jesus turns to his disciples and says will you too leave and and peter says where will we go because you have the words of eternal life and so we take that seriously we believe that um, that God has revealed Himself to His people in His Word, and so we uh, we we're, we think of ourselves like the Thessalonian believers when Paul writes to them and says that that when you receive my words, not as the words of men, but as what they truly are, the words of God, and, and they, they are the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The very words of God. Then then we should devote ourselves to, to not only knowing them, but to living them and applying them to our lives. Well, now, the uh, Truth That Transforms podcast is a daily podcast. So that runs every day of the week, correct? Correct. Okay. And now, you are also uh, going to uh, have a radio show on uh, revelationradio.net, and that's going to be at 9 a.m. Central Time. And again, that is going to be every day of the week, uh, seven days a week. 9 a.m. Central Time, Revelation Radio. 
uh, from 9 to uh, 9.30 Central. And, of course, we'll, we'll also be repeating that during the day. And I didn't talk to you about this in, in the brief time that we spent before the, the thing started, but I would actually like to put your show on at 12 noon in, uh, in addition to your uh, in addition to your schedule time, I'm speaking of Sunday only, but with your permission, I would like to put your show on at 12 noon central time uh, for the people in my time zone. Again, with your permission. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it. Okay. Um, it is the only way that I know how to preach. Um, expository or expositional preaching, you can kind of hear the root there of expose. Okay. And that's the intent is to expose the meaning of the text. Okay. I often kind of compare it to what you might call a topical message, which there's nothing wrong with topical message, but, but a topical message, the preacher might say, um, I feel led of God to talk about, let's say, marriage. And I want to say these things about marriage, which are biblical and godly and helpful, right. and I will then use the scriptures to prove my point, to support my point. I view that as, as just like a topical kind of message, okay. godly, good, beneficial things that are said that are then supported from the scripture. But I sort of take the opposite approach. Instead of saying, here's what I want to say. Instead, I say, here's the passage before us. Let's find out what the passage says. Let's yeah. expose the meaning Amen. of the passage. And so the goal is to have a sermon that the topic of that sermon, the meaning, the purpose, the point of that sermon is simply the point that the text was. And so instead of using the text to support whatever things I might want to say, which, again, may be helpful and and biblical, instead of taking that approach, our approach is to say, let's just go through God's word one paragraph at a time, and let's just endeavor to understand what God was saying to his people here and how does this apply to our lives now. So, again, now that was uh, Jason Wilkerson. Uh, his show uh, on RevelationRadio.net will premiere tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. You'll have also another edition of it at 12 noon. Uh, Terry, I'm going to yeah. now bring you back into things, and uh, we're going to get into yeah. Gog, Magog. Uh, but before sure. we do that, I'm going to give you a grand amount of time here. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell us about Eye of the Storm and... Blast off for Peter Moore. You got 30 seconds. Go. Uh, Eye of the Storm uh, focuses on the imminent rapture, which is going to be faster than any of us can imagine, even from Scripture, because it describes it as an atomic moment. That's how fast it's going to be, and it's going to be on a day that must be called today, according to Scripture. Uh, tune in uh, Sunday night, 730, uh, and get the full load on that. And then uh, don't forget, if you need deeper study, blast off for PMR, uh, edition five. Just just Google T.L. Farley books. Great. And, of course, I also invite people to tune in to The Last Christian Podcast every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., www.lastchristian.net. Okay, we made it with 12 seconds. So, Terry, we're going to get into Gog Magog. We have now all this time available to us. So, first of all, uh, I want to let people know that uh, I'm going to be having a discussion with Daniel Farley later. It's going to be a very in-depth discussion, and that's going to run uh, in the future, and I will give you guys uh, notice as to when that happens. That one is going to be long and in-depth. 
But today we're going to introduce it pretty much. And Terry, first of all, we're going to start off with this. Gog Magog. It's mentioned a couple of three times in the Bible. And uh, there seems to be some confusion as to whether or not there's one event or there's two events. Daniel touched on it a little bit on Thursday. I think we agree there are two, but here you go. You're up. Go. Okay, taking uh, the pastor who just uh, testified to expositional preaching, what he's talking about is finding the passage, knowing, looking at the word, and then taking it and dig, digging in to find out what it means. Ezekiel uh, 38, Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 1 through 5, give us an introduction to the Gog and Magog controversy. And the word of the Lord came unto me to Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn thee back, and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth in all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. That's at the end of verse 5. Uh, that gives us an introduction, and I'm giving you again, I keep repeating and I'm going to do it again. Repetition is God's theological mucilage. It's God's glue. That's what repetition, that's why you'll find many times in Scripture that there are things that are repeated. You'll say, well, wait a minute, that was over here. There's a reason. It's not happenstance. God didn't forget where he was and start over again. You've got to learn to put these things together. Jesus talked about it. Paul says, rightly dividing the word of truth. So this passage that I've just given you, Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 1 through 5, is the tip of the iceberg in the study of Gog and Magog. Okay, this is where it's let me first in. introduced the phrase. Go right ahead. Yeah, let me break in because I think you're reading from the King James, right? I am. Okay, and in the New King James, which I have. Go, okay, go right ahead. In the New King James, and, and, and I'm putting this in because I'm anticipating a question. I know there's a lot of people All right. that read I, the New I'm King James Version. I'm going over there as you speak. Okay, well, you don't have to, because I'm going to read it to you, okay? Um, well, no, and, I want to have and, it with me, too. That's okay, the way well, it's, it's a very, studies It's a very, about. very, very simple thing, very simple. Go right ahead. Uh, go ahead. And it begins in verse 2. And you okay. mentioned you mentioned uh, Meshesh and Tabal, okay? But yeah. in the, in the New King James version, it says the Prince of Rosh, Meshesh yes. and Tabal, mm -hmm. prophesy yeah. against him and say, the, "Thus says the Lord: Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the Prince of Rosh, Meshesh and mm -hmm. Tabal." I want to make this mm -hmm. very very clear because. Um, mm -hmm. It's not that something is being omitted or anything like that, or something is being That's added. That's right. Okay. That's right. Uh, it's mm -hmm. the same. It, we're, we're talking about the same people. It's just that the sure. new, the new King James is is explaining more about those areas. That's all it means. Mm -hmm. 
and that mm-hmm. rush. The, the reason I'm I'm really focusing on the word rush is because that <laughs> is Russia. Okay, and it's you know it's important that people know that this is Russia that is involved in this, and that it's Russia that is going to lead this coalition against Israel. Uh, that's my only point, and I, I know that the the word rush is left out of the King James Version, and I'm wondering, and you may not even know the answer to this, is that because yeah. of the encompassing um, area there, or, you know, why is rush not listed at, by, by that name in the King James Version, if you know the answer to that question? Uh Joel, that is an outstanding question. That is so good. That's the kind of question that is posed in a Bible school, in class, uh, uh, cutting to the chase. The reason for the different names that you find in the Bible, if you go to different versions or different names, it's all due to scholarship. What happens, as an example, the King James, if you were going to have to lay your money, if you were a betting man, I am no longer a betting man. That's a whole nother story. But if I were a betting man and someone said to me, which scripture are you going to put your money on? I would say it's the King James. Okay. Now, I did not say when I said that, that the new King James is not more enlightening. It absolutely is. There's more daylight because the translation from the research, when you go back into the old manuscripts and you bring it forward, the word you get is in the New King James, Rosh or Russia. Okay, because they're trying to help. People keep saying, well, I read this thing in the King James and I don't understand it and this, that, and the other. Well, that was the reason I read the King James, uh, the authorized version, uh, because I want people to understand there's a goalpost. There's a place where you can go and you can begin your own studies and go deeper and deeper. Now, Joel has done his homework. Joel has done his homework, and he's brought this thing up to speed, and he's got, and boy, I'm so tempted. There's so many verses I would love to go back and talk about and say, hey, it says this in the King James, but in the New King James, it says this, but I'm not going there. Well, we will. We will go there. We will go there eventually. There's no reason not to expand this study. But, you know, the the point here being— You're absolutely right. No. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's the reason why, and that's what the purpose of studying the Bible is. Uh, I quote over 25 different Bibles in my uh, uh, study on the rapture. Uh, I've got over 25 plus. People say, do you do that to show the difference? I say, I do that to show the sameness. Right. Because regardless of all of the changing of the words, the basic message is the same as you discover. Yeah, well, there's um, not, there's well, not really any. I'm yeah, not gonna, yeah, there, there's, yeah. you know, it's not that there's a difference. Uh, like I was saying before, uh, it's more of a clarification is how I would exactly uh, is exactly. how I would list it. And you know, exactly. there is there is absolutely no doubt. Um, you know, you ask uh, anyone that actually believes in the in this prophecy, and every one of them. Uh, almost, well, I mean, you know, nothing is 100%, but I'm going to say 99.9 infinity will tell you that Russia is going to be the country that leads this coalition. And the events that we're seeing played out right now, I think this is a a Mm -hmm. real focus here. The events that we're seeing played out on the world stage right now 
all indicate mm-hmm. that that hook in the jaw is being laid right now into Russia and that at some point that coalition is going to come together. And I call them the coalition of cowards. Now, here, here's why mm-hmm. I call them the coalition of cowards. They have been beaten at least twice in the last mm-hmm. half century by Israel in a very short amount of time. And each time that they've attacked, with several countries involved, Israel has ended the war quickly and taken more territory, and then they whine about it. Now, I believe that they're too cowardly to move against Israel again for fear of losing even more territory. But if you add Russia into the mix, a nuclear superpower Mm -hmm. into the mix, and you give them the authority to you know, to lead you, mm-hmm. your chances of winning mm-hmm. will way up, you know, uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I believe that the coalition of cowards will then develop a backbone, a spine, and they will go in from the north, south, east, and west, not realizing that God doesn't care how many people that you bring against Israel. He's not going to let them fall. That's right. So That's you know, right. That's and, right. That's right. And that's all scripture, Joel. You're making my mouth water. I'm going <laughs> Well, you know, uh, now this is only Gog Magog one that we've gotten into so far, yes. and, and and we have and we have barely, yeah, and and we have barely we even scratched the surface, yeah, yeah, even barely gotten started yet. And uh, you know, I kind of interrupted you there, so I'm, I'm going to let you go back no. in into study for a couple more minutes, and then we're going to yes. very very brief. I mean, Terry, please, no more than three minutes, okay? And, and then okay, we're going to... Okay, I'm watching and, the clock. I'm okay, watching and, the clock. And then we're going to hit like a minute of an introduction of Gog Magog 2, and then we got to get out of here. So go ahead. Okay, here we go. Um, all right, now we're going to Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. This is where Gog and Magog is reintroduced into the play. Okay, starting in verse 7, chapter 20, verse 7 through 10. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together. I'm sorry? Gog Gog and Magog. And we have to break this whole thing down. Wait, 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 wait. That's number two. Yeah, okay. I just want to clarify. I want to clarify that because when I opened this up and gave it to you, I said, talk about Gog Magog one and then go to two. But you jumped straight to two. So I just want to clarify for people. No, 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 no. We just finished talking about Gog one. Okay. You weren't paying attention, Terry, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay. I just want to clarify that we're now to God. We may just, God. What, did we not? Did we not? Did we not just go? Hang on, and now. Did we not just go through God one? We All did. Right, we're moving we, we did. I was just asking you to clarify. Go ahead. All right. And uh, and when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. I read this and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. This is after the thousand years, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and encompassed in the camp of the saints about in the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. <laughs> and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. Okay. So anyway, 
What I wanted to get across here is that, that there are two, because that's been a big question that continues to come up. And I know Dan talked about it a little bit on Thursday. Um, and Terry, I know me and you have talked about it a couple of times, but still there yes, was there, sure. there was there was people that, that still couldn't couldn't separate the two. And so yeah. I wanted to make sure uh, that 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 was clarified. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, we we really we barely got into the discussion on either one of them. I mean, you know, when yeah, yeah. I mean, when you really think yes. about it, because I mean, yes. you only, you only went four. What was it? Four verses into sure, uh, uh-huh. Ezekiel thirty-eight, and yeah, I five, mean, yeah, okay. And Ezekiel thirty-eight goes on into Ezekiel thirty-nine. I mean, you know, we're sure. It does. I mean, we. Sure um, I'm just trying to whet people's appetite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think we've done that, and you know, next uh, next week. Uh, and yeah, before you say it, Terry, if we have a next week, okay. <laughs> <laughs> next week, well done, well done. <laughs> ne- next week on Tuesday, we're going to continue this discussion, and also um, we'll we'll go more into detail. Uh, do you, you want to do a, a God Magog one all next week, Terry? Or do you want to whatever? Hey, listen, you're driving the bus. Now, come on, you're driving the bus. So, (laughs) okay, we'll we'll talk about it. I'm just a tourist. We'll talk about it later. But um, (laughs) anyway, I do want to very quickly remind people why we're here, and that is because whether or not the Gog Magog War comes before or after the Rapture is really not the point. I mean, it's going to happen at some point, but the Rapture is going to happen at some point too. So. It could happen right now. I mean, right this very instant. And Terry could give you like a four-hour dissertation on it, okay? But what you don't want to be is the person that accepts Christ after the rapture. Because if you do that, then you got to experience the tribulation. You don't want to do that. So just go to God, ask Him for forgiveness. Tell Him that you know Jesus Christ died for you on the cross. He spent three days in the tomb. He rose to be with the Father, and He's coming back. Follow him all the rest reigning days of your life, and I promise you that you will find peace that will surpass all understanding. Again, uh, this has been kind of a unique edition of the Last Christian Radio Show um, for various reasons, but we hope that you'll join us again this next Tuesday, if we have a Tuesday. And until then, (laughs) may God bless you, and good night. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast, now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.